This podcast has been sponsored by the 2018 champion, Matt Albright. Radio high five with the explosion. Now it's time for your one and only source for fantasy football news and analysis. Like WCW, this is where the big boys play. Scoop and your favorite hosts, Giuseppe. That's pretty terrible right there. And Turtle. Yeah, I'm going to take myself. I will never go against myself. With producer Tony. I will kill a man to improve my status. Y'all use your podcast as a forum to air grievances. It's already a shitty podcast, like 10 minutes into it. I would not listen to this. You're lacking professionalism on the microphone. Hey fellas, I love the podcast. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Scoop and Poop. I'm your host Giuseppe and uh, once again we are missing Turtle from the show, but we were able to quickly scramble and get Micah to co-host this week. So Micah, how's it going, sir? So far so good, although I'm uh, a little down in the dumps about last week, but uh, there's still time, there's still hope. Yeah, exactly. There's still there's still a chance. The good the good news is you had that that nice and we'll talk about tiebreakers and everything else. We had that nice division record, so that 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 does allow you uh, an option. And as tradition for this year, I will ask you the would you rather that I posted on the message board. And this was I got inspiration from this from watching the Dolphins game this week. So would you rather have a cold or hot temperature home field advantage? So the example is, do you have have home games in December with like really cold, like a Green Bay or Chicago or whatever, or in a place like Miami where it's still in the it's like 80 plus degrees and humidity and everything else in December? So if I'm the home team, I'm taking the cold because probably already conditioned for it. Uh, particularly for taking playoffs, there's a good chance that you might have a team that's not used to it. Whereas I think most teams can hack like warmer weather, humidity. Oh yeah, I think this is a slam dunk. You want the cold weather if you're the cold weather team. I, I remember several. Oh, man, what was it? A couple years ago, uh, when the Rams were hot and they came to Chicago in December, it was like a it was like a Sunday night game or a Monday night game or something, and it was freezing balls and. Uh, I don't know about you, but the last thing I want to do when I'm cold is get tackled or or try and tackle somebody else. And uh, it was a huge advantage. The Rams just totally quit. They're all huddled up in their in their jackets. And uh, yeah, I would take the cold 100 percent. It's I'm the opposite. I I like the hot temperature. And the reason why is because you get fatigued really quick. So by the third quarter, you run out of steam because you're not you're not used to especially if you've been playing in the cold for the last like month or so you get there and you're just like you, your body can't can't deal with it with the cold weather i mean once you start moving and stuff like that your body starts to 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 warm up to it so i'm i'm the opposite i think that and it historically you know miami's has definitely you know been a team that's been able to do work at home both in september and like december like the two out, outside months because of the extreme weather conditions compared to some of the other areas, but no, I guess we're all different there. Um, now we move on to the waiver wire. Waiver wire. Waiver wire. It's the week 14 imaginary waiver wire. As you might've noticed, the waiver wire will not 
uh, process until Thursday morning. Which you're probably listening to this on a Thursday, so you've probably already seen it. But yeah, everything got pushed back a day because of the goddamn Tuesday night football. So we're just going to make up a quick waiver wire. I'm going to say Kowalski picks up the fourth string running back on the Jets for, I don't know, 13 fab dollars. Does that sound good to you guys? Yeah, I like it. Is it, it let's see, which one? Josh Adams? Let's let's say that's the, the Jets running back he goes with. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, <clears throat> he'll just swap out Frank Gore for another Jets running back. Uh, next, next imaginary pickup. <laughs> uh, we have BDI spending thirty fab dollars on Eric Ebron, who is the tight end for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I know he loves tight ends and he loves his Steelers, so we're gonna give him uh, Eric Ebron for thirty bucks. What do you guys think? I like it. I like it a lot. A big dumb tight end for a big dumb idiot. <laughs> Yeah, it should be interesting. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of hot ads this week, but it is the last week of the regular season, so you're going to have guys trying to fill holes with uh, with players. So I think that's going to conclude this imaginary waiver wire. I have one question for you both regarding oh. this imaginary waiver wire. Do you think anybody picks up Will Fuller, who is suspended for the rest of the year, in order to have a like emergency keeper for next year? That is a interesting option. Uh, I don't think he was kept, right? So he's he's available. No. So yeah, uh, that that could be a free tip to any of those players or teams out there who, who have weak keepers for next year. Um, so good idea. Yeah, just throwing it out there. All right, now we move on to emails. There's a letter in your mailbox. And good news, when we don't have the waiver wire, we have a lot of emails and uh, conversations, so that's fantastic. First email comes to us from Kowalski, and the title is Santanko. He writes, if Santino wins the CMC sweepstakes, he goes into next year with the number one quarterback, number one running back, and a top 15 wide receiver. I might take next year off. You need not look at the standings. Yeah, we mentioned it last show. I think Santino is building a dynasty uh, the likes fantasy football has never seen before. Uh, and next year, he'll just be adding more more uh, pieces to the puzzle. I mean, he's in, a, he's in a spot. Micah, are you worried about what Santino might be next year with the building blocks that he's, he's assembled? Well, he is building a nice foundation with a Cleveland Browns defense. <laughs> I will start Cleveland Browns defense. And he's got the face of the league to build on top of that. Uh, he's looking pretty good. And uh, I'm hoping that I improve his draft chances. <laughs> he's definitely locked into the lottery. That, that happened last week. So, Next email comes to us from Peewee. Subject line, big fan. Hey, guys. Thanks for the weekly content including actual football games, your podcast is by far the most, quote, football exposure I get on a weekly basis, a.k.a. he doesn't watch football. During our pre-show discussion before recording the latest episode of Bitter Marks Podcast, Tony brought to my attention that Chris and I were in contention for the lowest score ever. 
this conversation occurred and this email is being sent on Monday evening. So if Baltimore's defense puts up 85 points on Tuesday night, please ignore the rest of this email. <laughs> we know that didn't happen. So nice <laughs> but nice try. call out. Nice try though. Uh, let me set the record straight. There is nothing I would like more than to earn the title of lowest score ever recorded in the same year that we make the playoffs and inevitably become champions once again. What a feather in our cap that would be. But alas, that simply isn't possible. Pulled straight from the league's archive, dating back all the way to the 2003 season, in week four, JA's The Outsiders put up <laughs> a then low score of 19 points for the week. And not to be outdone, exactly one year later, in week four of the 2004 season, the Storm, team owner's name could not be located, put up only 16 points. <laughs> so as you can see, sadly, Chris and I cannot be the lowest scoring team in the league's history. There's always next year, though. Take care and keep up the great work, Pee Wee. Then he, he drops a plug here for ProWrestlingTees.com backslash bittermarks.com. So if you're looking for a Christmas gift that will probably arrive in January, there's uh, shirts that are going to be made, potentially scoop and poop shirts from what I heard on last week's Bittermark podcast. So <laughs> who knows what ends up happening there? Yeah, I, I don't know who the storm is. Number one storm. But uh, I, I, we're going to have to do some in- investigative journalism. Uh, Micah, this is this is a perfect job for you. I don't know... Who that possibly could have been? You need not look at this. Uh, way back in 2004, uh, who was probably playing EverQuest on three computers at the same time? And there may be bread involved. Then <laughs> <laughs> uh, final email comes to us from our current co-host, Micah. You're at 13 weeks, bro. You will you keep it going for the entire season? Is that is that going to be? doable for you oh i could definitely keep this up i've got nothing else to do (laughs) subject line (laughs) buffalo bills quarterbacks jim kelly and josh allen the best qbs in bills history both have two first names discuss i i always found it weird the two first name thing you know it's usually a, a showbiz thing where, like, if somebody's last name is too Jewish, they'll they'll give themselves another first name, like John Stewart, for instance. John mm. Stewart is not his real name. Uh, I forget what it is, but uh, it's usually <laughs> like a Jew trying to hide his Jew name. Uh, that's usually how I see these these names come about. Yeah, I know that athletes or like famous people will tend to name their kids like very stupid things, like. The former Atlanta Falcons safety, Scott Case, named his son Justin. So his son's name is Justin Case. <laughs> and that's true. Like, I'm not making that up. And, you know, then obviously you've got the crazy stuff like Apple and Northwest and, you know, the other stuff that that happens with, you know, artists and celebrities and, and things. But, yeah, athletes that have the, the two first names, it's it, it always surprises me when that happens. But, I mean, I guess... The, the days of the last name being associated with your, your trade are long gone, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, P.S. I believe you, or I believe in you, BDI, win your 21 league entry fee and help me get into the playoffs. We, we talked a little bit about that on the, the last show, Micah, that Mike Lucky Luciano Litro might have propelled bdi into getting a free league fee by cutting philip rivers 
and swinging the game in his favor against Santino last week. So interesting stuff going on in your division. That's yeah, for sure. And we have a, a late submission from primetime. Oh yeah. You're right. First here. And he, uh, he tweeted, fuck the NFL. Fuck Drew Brees. Fuck CMC. Fuck RT sports. Fuck at Micah black. Fuck Aaron Rodgers. Fuck at Jew Cupertino. Fuck COVID-19. Fuck at Tonius Maximus. Fuck Donald Trump. Fuck at Bitter Marks. Fuck at Scoop and Poop. Fuck fantasy football. Fuck Kenny Omega. Fuck Andy Reid. And fuck the Packers. I'm disappointed that he only added the people that he knows and not the celebrities. That's that's kind of cowardly. Yeah. Uh, also, he needs to add the celebrities to get that traction, so yeah. people like catch on and retweet his stuff. Totally. Ah, uh, okay. He's missing. I don't out. have a Twitter. So I don't know how you can at me, but hey, I'll take it. <laughs> I feel like a celebrity now. And also, Turtle has a Twitter, but somehow he he got away from his uh his gaze of hatred here. Yeah, for sure. Impressive. And then some random guy who I don't know. Do you know who Bill Blunts is, Micah? Blount. B l u n t z. Well, we used to work with the Bill Blount, but Bill Blunts, can I come okay. for it? Don't know. This guy's Twitter handle claims that he was a former on-air DJ in Chicago in the 90s. And he said, he asks primetime, why scoop and poop? <laughs> <laughs> why is this random guy defending us? Yeah, right? <laughs> maybe he's one of those, uh, those random podby listeners that's always downloading. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Have we finally discovered <laughs> somebody Blunt. who... Please who call listen. it now. Is it like Billy Blunt's 420XOXO or is it, is it like is it like that or is it like No, ni- at 90s Bill oh. because apparently in the 90s he was a DJ in Chicago. All right, well add us Billy Blunt's and uh thank you for the listen if you are listening. Yeah, so thank you very much to everybody and sorry primetime that you're having a, a rough year. So is everybody else. So fuck you too. <laughs> Tony. <laughs> Yes. This is the part I hate, and that's why you get to do it. This is what the- are the playoff scenarios for this year? We're gonna get to them uh, when we go through the matchups. But first, let's do prediction results because uh, we did predict games last week. I led the way with four out of six, and you two jabrones split with three out of six. So I've clinched. This is this is a done deal. There's only uh, six games left, and I'm up nine points on the second place guy. I had 54, Turtle 45, Giuseppe 43. So you guys can ship me 20 bucks at your convenience. I take uh, PayPal. I'll take Chase Quick Pay. Uh, I'll take cash. I'll take a check. If you want to cut me a check, that's fine too. Uh, so any way you want to pay me, I'm cool with it. All right. Yeah, I don't I don't like um, 80% of those options that you gave, but... <laughs> If you check your account, you should have $20 U.S. American via right. Chase right now. All right. Sounds good. Um, so this is the last week of the regular season. We have several uh, playoff spots up for grabs. I'm going to go through each of them uh, when we go to get to each game. So we're going to start, as always, in the Balls Mahoney. And we have Prime Times Rest in Peace versus my COVID Mania. Now, primetime is an 11.5-point favorite in this one. 
Primetime cannot win the division. He is locked out of the division. He cannot get there uh, due to tiebreakers. He can win the wild card, but he needs help. He needs a win. Also, he needs Kowalski and Mike to lose. So he's a long shot to to make the playoffs. I think that spurned his uh, hateful tweet that we read uh, last segment. Um, and I, I have already clinched a playoff spot. So I'm in regardless. I can win the division with a win or with a K-Wall loss. Both of those would get me there. Uh I, and if I don't win the division, I will be the wild card team, based off of uh, divisional record and overall overall record and points scored. So, uh, Giuseppe, prime times an eleven and a half point favorite over me, and I'm I don't understand why. I mean, I think it comes down to McCaffrey. They they see him coming back and having a, a big game coupled with a couple of his other you know guys who have been putting up points you know like the Chargers defense looked really really bad last week and you've got Calvin Ridley there so that that looks good for him Philadelphia has given up on this year it looks like their defense doesn't really have anything going for it so even if it is Taysom Hill he can probably have a nice game and then Detroit and Green Bay with Aaron Jones I mean I see there like some of the reasons why they're giving him the the head nod here but i still think your team has a lot of firepower has a lot of possibilities especially if michael thomas is the recipient and the benefactor of those points from Taysom hill or drew Brees if he happens to play so you know i, I again i'm at this point these picks don't matter i'm gonna pick you i think that that your team is is gonna do well i know that there's a little bit of concern with uh, the pittsburgh buffalo matchup but i think overall the other ones look good enough where you can get the victory so i am going to pick you all right micah what do you think do you, you agree with with giuseppe here or do you think prime time's got enough to take me down it's all about young ho ku <laughs> If you look at his numbers, that guy's got uh, looks like 46 points in the last three weeks. That's like the ace up his sleeve. But uh, Christian McCaffrey, is he legitimately starting or is this wishful thinking? Because I'm reading he like hurt his bicep or something. Lifting well, he's eligible to come off of uh, – I'm sorry. He's uh, – whatchamacallit. He's been working out with the team I, during the bye. So that's why a lot of people are thinking that he's going to come back. Personally, I don't see why Carolina would use him. Period. This year, why the hell would they put him back? I don't don't understand it. Me neither. I I don't understand it. It doesn't make any logical sense. Your season is over. There's only a handful of weeks left. Most of the opponents that you're playing the rest of the way, it doesn't matter. Like Denver's out of the playoffs. Green Bay is basically the the one seed. Washington, I guess, has a chance at the playoffs still. And New Orleans again, they they might be the the one seed. So I mean, not it's I don't get it. I think you you keep them rested, you keep them fresh, let them you know sit the rest of this one out after having all those carries last year. If you can keep them under a hundred touches this year, I think it's the right move. But I'm not Matt Rule. I don't know what he's thinking. Yeah, I mean it's kind of a tough call here. I mean both rosters are pretty stacked, both pretty good. Uh, 
Aaron Jones against Detroit could be uh, pretty rough for you, Tony, possibly, unless uh, Daryl Bevel pulls up an upset the Lions, and uh, Travis Kelsey's always good. But I do like the, uh, the Bills. I think uh, Pittsburgh is probably due for another loss. I think they're, like I said, they're overrated so far this year. Probably a little lucky to be having, what, 10 or 11 wins right now. And then I've got, uh, and who knows with, with, with uh, Tampa, they're kind of hit and miss, although usually it's with their offense. But um, I think this one's going to be close, but I am going to pick Tony. All right. Uh, I, I got to see this Christian McCaffrey thing before I believe it. I think that this is gamesmanship. I don't think he's going to have his usual workload. Even if he does suit up and play, why the fuck would you beat him into the ground? At this point of the season, when your season's over, he's coming off multiple injuries. Um, Also, Denver is a very tough matchup. Uh, Like, defensively, they they do a great job with, with running backs. Uh, I think they held Alvin Kamara to like four points when they played him, so I don't, th- I don't, I'm not buying the Christian McCaffrey thing. Uh, I think I'm gonna win. I think Josh Allen is one of those players that plays well in primetime games, and this is another primetime game uh, against the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's gonna be the Sunday night football game. All eyes will be on him. Uh, Keenan Allen's gonna have a bounce back. They get Atlanta, uh, and. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do at RB2. I'm a little banged up in that position, but I will figure something out, and I will win. Let's go to the next matchup. We have Turtles and Avitsa's fucking Savages versus Kowalski's Washington Cracka ass Krakas. Uh, Turtle season ended weeks ago, so he is not in contention for anything other than uh, his to his his uh, buy-in bet with with uh, with BDI, which we're all concerned about. Uh, just We just have a lot of questions in, regarding this bet. But Kowalski, he can win the division with a win and a loss by me. So he needs a little help. Uh, he can also win the wild card with a win. If he wins the wild card and I win my division, I think he is the wild card team. He can also win the wild card with a loss and a Peewee or Mike loss. So I guess whichever one of those guys don't win the division, uh, he can backdoor in because of tiebreakers, I believe. So uh, Kowalski is only a seven and a half point favorite. This is a little shocking to me. Uh, Micah, I know the, the, the Green Bay Packers have been going wild. There's another big over under here against your Detroit Lions. Do you think that this is the week that somebody, anybody, can stop Devontae Adams? No. No, the line secondary is horrible. They can't stop much of anything. And uh, as much as I want uh, the Lions to pull up an upset, which I think, I think the Lions could potentially pull up an upset and win possibly, but uh, if they do, it's going to be like a big scoring game. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams... They're going to have huge numbers this week, I think. And I don't really think Turtle has much of a chance despite his bet for BDI, unfortunately. But uh, this is too tough. The Lions secondary is too bad. That Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are going to put up major points. They're going to put Kowalski over the century, probably. Again. 
I mean, the thing about it is this. He's a seven and a half point favorite with a concussed Frank Gore still in his lineup who's not going to play probably. And even if he does, like, I would probably opt for Ronald Jones over him with him coming off the bye. So take it for what it's worth. I mean, Turtles, the reason why it's so close is Seattle's at home against the Jets. And we didn't talk about it in the last podcast, but Greg Williams got fired because he decided to send the house on a blitz on the very last play of the game, <laughs> allowing the fastest run wide receiver probably in the NFL, Henry Ruggs, to run wide open and catch a touchdown pass. Two plays in a row. The play prior to that, he did the blitz, and Nelson Aguilar got out. He uh, was overthrown by a few yards. So, fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, you're fired. Is it really the worst thing in the world to be to not be on the Jets anymore? I mean, maybe that's what he was trying to do. He was trying to get canned so he could just get his money and, and walk out the door. <laughs> maybe, but it's so funny because like people are then saying like they're they're tanking on purpose, like. No, he doesn't give a shit. He's not. Nobody on that coaching staff is going to be there next year. No. None of them want to tank because it doesn't benefit them in any way, shape, or form. They're all gone. Like he might want to go on vacation a week, a couple weeks early, though. You got to yeah, think of it that way. That's true. Um, but yeah, I'm taking Kowalski, irregardless, as he likes to say, of the Seattle matchup because of you know obviously there's a couple of big big guns for Turtle there. You know, beyond that though. Uh, I don't see a lot of uh, positives. DJ Chark is going to play Tennessee. Tennessee had a really bad week last week against Cleveland. They will bounce back against Jacksonville this week, no doubt about it. Minnesota's in danger of losing that game against Tampa. They're going on the road there. I don't know if that's going to happen. And if, and if he plays his alternative, which is Vegas, we know the Colts have a tough defense. So I don't see either of his defenses getting a victory. Adrian Peterson had a one nice week, and that's going to probably be it. Turtle's going to be hoping for uh, Mike Davis to get in the lineup more than anything else. Meanwhile, like, like I said, for Kowalski, I mean, the, the Green Bay combo puts up, you know, 65 points this week. Waller is going to be, you know, a little bit stifled, but I think there's still uh, enough points from the rest of the core to get him to 100. So I got I got Kowalski winning this week. Yeah, I, I don't think this is the week that somebody slows down Devontae Adams. Uh, you mentioned it. If he gets 50 to 60 points out of two players... Uh, he is well on his way to getting 100 again. So, uh, Turtle, uh, the only shot you got, of course, is Russell Wilson. Hopefully he wakes up against the Jets. Uh, and it, doing so, he has to he has to hit DK Metcalf or else uh, you're in trouble again. And, uh, you know, it's funny because Turtle made this, this side bet with BDI for a full entry, right? 200 bucks. But Turtle doesn't pay 200 bucks to be in this league as far as I'm concerned because he's he's a split owner. He probably chops with, with Avica, right? That's the thinking? That's my guess. So he's going to be paying <laughs> an entry and a half next next year, uh, most likely here. So, uh, uh, yeah, that's that's a rough go. All right, let's go I to— I mean, I guess he knew what he's signing up for, right? <laughs> it's true. That's, that's why they call it gambling, you know? All right, let's go to the next matchup. We have Mike's Mask Up Bitches versus Matt's X-Men theme song. Like I said, I've been very disappointed with Matt and his lack of theme songs, so I figured I would just throw in one of my favorites. This is the X-Men animated series that used to be 
on TV when we were kids. Uh, it's excellent theme song. Um, let's just let's just say uh, his team name is Professor Kamara or something like that, or you know some shit like that. <laughs> um, Mike is a 15 and a half point favorite. Uh, <clears throat> Matt has no shot for any postseason. His season has been gone for se- for weeks now. And Mike. I'm going to wait for this music to stop. Great theme song. Love it. Um, Mike, he can win the division. He is in a dead heat with Pee-wee McLean. He can win the division with a win and Pee-wee loss. Or a loss and Pee-wee loss. So I guess win and... Oh, no. Actually, I'm sorry. If they tie... Mike has to score more points than Pee Wee because it would go. They would have the same divisional record, same regular record. It would come down to points scored. So win and you're in, Mike. Um, oh wait, no, I'm 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 so bad at this. I'm sorry. You need you need help. You need win and Pee Wee to lose. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. Or else you need help. More to it than there. Yeah, I I have like chicken scratch notes here that I'm working off of. Uh, he can also win the wild card, but he, he also needs help there. He needs to win, win the wild card. He needs to win and K wall to lose, but he also needs to outscore K wall by 60 points. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, that's going to be a tough road to go. I'd say your best, your best shot is the division. So you need help. Um, Giuseppe, 15 and a half points. I think uh, this should be a quick uh, analysis. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why Mike is a, a, a potential playoff team, I guess we can call it, but a team that should be should be getting there. I know that you know it's going to be tough. He needs a little bit of help, but he's got a great roster. He's got some great matchups this week, especially with James Robinson. You know, after what happened with Cleveland, I know Jacksonville's probably going to struggle against Tennessee, but he get, he's, seems to to score points regardless. Mike Evans going up against um, Minnesota. Minnesota has no secondary, so that that's obviously a nice one. And then, of course, Alvin Kamara playing Philly, who's done. I see Mike winning this one uh, far and away. You know, Matt has had a rough season this year, and it finally comes to an end this week. Well, when you're looking at uh, your own stack roster and you know you're fighting for a playoff spot, and then you see your opponent has to start Mike Glennon, you know you're in really good shape. Slam dunk. Yeah, this is going to be a smash game. Um, uh, Lamar Jackson showed some signs of life last week, and that's bad news for uh, for the rest of the league here. If he gets him back with all his other studs, uh, it's going to be big trouble. Um, so I think, I think Mike wins this week. Easy. Uh, let's go on to the next matchup. And we have Pee-wee McLean's BDI is a Coward versus Giuseppe's The Bone Zone. Uh, Giuseppe is playing for lottery position. He is no shot at the postseason. Pee-wee McLean, on the other hand, they can win the division with a win. They could also win the division with a loss and a Mike loss. So they have got Mike on, I think, overall points because they will have the same divisional record, as I mentioned in the last game. And I do not believe there is a path to the wild card for Pee Wee McLean. I scratched my head looking it over and thinking of possible scenarios, and I just don't think there's a way to get there. Um, so it's division or, or bust here. Win and you're in. Uh, 
you you love those kind of scenarios and i'm sure oh wait hold on a second now giuseppe is a six point favorite in this game micah i i cannot believe my eyes uh let's let's look take a look okay so he he has both of his starting running backs on the bench that's what's going on here i think he's playing mind games with you here uh obviously he's gonna get josh jacobs and uh Edwards Alaire back in the lineup. Uh, I think he's going to do that, and I think he's going to win. Um, let's talk a little bit about your squad. Uh, well, actually, um, Deshaun Watson might have a fuck you game against the Bears because they passed on him. Uh, I think they played him last couple weeks ago, or a couple years ago, sorry, and he did the same thing. Uh, but Nick Chubb's going to struggle against Baltimore. I'm still going to give it to Peter McLean. I just think it's a better squad over there. I think uh, Justin Herbert uh, gets back on the on the the winning ways against Atlanta, and uh, big game for AJ Brown going up against Jacksonville. I'm going to take Peter McLean. I think they will win the division. Uh, Micah, what do you think? Well, I definitely don't see Justin Herbert uh, shitting the bed like he did last week. Uh, Atlanta usually seems to put up a lot of give up a lot of points. Um, I definitely think uh, Pee Wee and or McLean, whoever has control over the roster, will be making some running back changes. So using those assumptions, um, looks like overall favorable matchup, I think, for, for the McLean-Pee Wee duo. Although Giuseppe does have some good plays there with uh, Deshaun Watson. And you never know, I think Nick Chubb could potentially have a good game. I'm always a big fan of Nick Chubb. He's always got some potential there. He's a workhorse this year. And Cleveland's just on a tear. And I think they might want to have like a good message game revving up the playoffs, beating Baltimore at home. So I think Nick Chubb could be a really good play. But um, I think Pee Wee will, will edge you out, Giuseppe, maybe even by a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I'm 4 9 for a reason. <laughs> I, you know, as much as I'd like to say, oh, yeah, I, you know, I'm going to, I mean, I'm, I'm grasping at straws here. I might start Todd Gurley if he's doing better, better because we know that. The, the Chargers defense, they, they did nothing, absolutely nothing last week. And I, I don't know what how much is left in terms of the, the team's motivation to play for Anthony Lynn. But so that that's to be determined there. I do like a couple of my matchups with, you know, I think that Chris Godwin could have a really good game against Minnesota because their secondary is, is pretty poor. Seattle's secondary, speaking of being poor, has been really bad this year. I think they're going to destroy the hell out of the Jets, but it doesn't mean that Jamison Crowder can't have a decent game. But at the end of the day, I think that Pee-wee's just got better options than I do, uh, especially when it comes to the potential of some of those uh, bigger bigger guns. So I think he's going to win and uh, keep his, his playoff dreams going. All right, let's go to the NFC East, as we like to say on the Scoop and Poop podcast. Uh, it was real easy figuring out uh, scenarios for the, for the division of the uh, Dicka here, because there's really only two. There's only one spot open and only uh, two guys up for it. So, we, first of all, we have Santino's fantasy football team name versus Micah's Legion of Zubaz. Now, Micah is an eight and a half point favorite. Micah can win the division with a win and worm loss. Uh, Micah, you do not have a path to the wild card, so you need you need a win and you need help. Um, Giuseppe, 
we know Santino is building a dynasty. We've talked about it a lot this 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 week. Uh, do you think that he could sneak one past old Michael Black here? I mean, can it happen? Yes. Will it happen? No. I think that Santino has again. He's got pieces. They're they're definitely there. Micah had a really really bad week last week, but. He's got some some nice remedies in the Cincinnati Bengals and Jacksonville Jaguars defenses. Miles Gaskin hadn't played for o- almost two months, and he got 90 yards rushing against Cincinnati in limited you know action in a close game. Zeke can can definitely put up numbers. Andy Dalton's return to Cincinnati after going to Dallas, so I think that he's going to have something to prove. So that could be some real potential there. Derrick Henry, same thing against Jacksonville. I mean, Jacksonville's defense does not stop anybody, and Derrick Henry had a really bad game, so he's going to want to bounce back here. You know, Pittsburgh Buffalo's intriguing. Buffalo's got a pretty decent defense, and you know, Mike has a lot of a lot of uh, you know stock in, in the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I think at the end of the day, he can. He can he can get the job done. Santino's you know best player is is Pat Mahomes, and I know he's a great quarterback and everything else. And I've been all over him all the year. And Tony has become a believer as well as he owns Miami's defense in every league in fantasy football. They've got talent on that defensive side, and I, I really am interested to see how Howard lines up against uh, Tyreek Hill in that game. I mean, I'm not saying that they're going to shut Kansas City down by any means because Kansas City's a, a, got a great defense. Or I'm sorry, a great team, and you know Miami is still kind of one of those teams that's I think peaking a year earlier than everybody has expected. I think this is you know Miami is, is supposed to be a contender probably starting next year and beyond, but they're they're kind of like a year ahead of schedule, so they're they're gonna they're gonna get a real test here in Kansas City, and I think they're gonna want to play them hard because they know that they won the, the championship. So, you know. Mahomes isn't a shoe in for a huge game. And then everybody else is a wild card with those wide receivers. We talk about it. You don't know which, which of Santino's wide receivers combination is going to be the best. And we know his running backs are really poor. So unfortunately, because of that, that lack of no knowledge of which guy it's going to be, I think that Micah's got the upper hand here. So I'm going to pick Micah to get the victory. I'm going to agree. I think Micah's team is better overall. Do we know on Joe Mixon, is he still on IR? Is he, is he not playing? He is out for this week for sure. Okay. Potentially coming back later. Okay. So his, his IR stint probably ends this week. Uh, man, Derrick Henry was such a letdown for you last week. I don't see that happening two weeks in a row. Uh, they get Jacksonville, um, and uh, I think you're gonna ride him. I think that I think the uh, the Pittsburgh Buffalo game, the over under is only forty six and a half. I think that could possibly be a shootout. Um. I, I don't think either of those teams can run the ball very well. So I, I think I see lots of passing in that game. So I, th- I look for a high total, and I think you're going to win. Well, last year, I was in almost an identical scenario, although I had win and in, and Santino pulled one out. It was devastating. It was brutal. <laughs> I definitely like my roster better than his, but he still has Mapletron, thorn in my side all year, gets all of Juju's touchdowns, and he won him over me by one freaking dollar. But uh, I think I'm going to go with uh, my top of down roster. Uh, really, I've got no other choice. I hope they, they can deliver this week. Um, 
I think Hawkinson could have a, a pretty big week against the Packers. Um, Derrick Henry against Jacksonville has huge, huge potential. And um, I'm really hoping that uh, Ezekiel Elliott really picks it up against Cincinnati. He did okay uh, the last game, but the uh, Cowboys are a mess. But uh, I think uh, I'm going to go with myself. Why the hell not? We like the confidence. And let's go to the last matchup. We have Worms, Team Taylor versus BDI's God Emperor, bullshit, whatever the fuck his name is. Uh, Worm is a seven and a half point favorite. And Worm can win the division with a win. Win and he's in, baby. But he could also win the division with a loss and a Micah loss. So he's got you on tiebreakers, it appears. Uh, oh, no, he has a game in hand on you, right? Since you, Currently. he beat you last week. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Okay. Yeah, because Mike has got the tiebreaker, but he's got a game in hand. Got it. Okay, so... Worm is a seven and a half point favorite. Uh, I'll guess I'll go. Um, he he's he loves uh, he loves his Detroit Lions. I I don't quite understand his obsession with Matt Stafford and uh, and Marvin Jones here, but I guess Carson Wentz is in a rough spot. He's actually getting benched this week for Jalen Hurts. So I guess you smoke him if you got him right. Uh, <laughs> Uh, shit, man. I'm going to take BDI, actually. <laughs> I'm sorry, Worm, but there is no chance in hell you get another 20-point game out of David Montgomery. Jonathan Taylor is a good talent, but he's in a crowded backfield, and his usage is just too goddamn unpredictable. Um, I think Tyreek Hill is sick. I think he's, like, ill. He did not practice today. And, uh... I mean, BDI is not blowing me away here with Philip Rivers at the helm, uh, but Melvin Gordon had a really great game rushing last week, so maybe he can continue that uh, against Carolina. And uh, let's just—I uh, think BDI is probably going to win this one. He's going to sneak it out some way, hooker by crook, and uh, I think he's going to open the the doorway for you, Micah, to uh, waltz in here. Well, BDI, one hundred years ago. Your ancestors, your Turkish ancestors, invaded the homeland of Worms' ancestors and crushed them beneath their boot heels. I need you to do it once again. You need to win. You are big. You are dumb. You are an idiot. But you can do this, Tiger. You can do it. I'm picking BDI. Uh, I mean, wow. Eh, fuck it. Worm doesn't listen to the show anyway. Yeah, I'll pick BDI as well. Why not? I'm, I'll root for Micah. Micah's been a frequent contributor to the, to the podcast. We, we, we love it, appreciate it. So I can see it happening. I mean, especially if he keeps Lazard in there over Amari Cooper. Like I said, I think Cooper could uh, could be in line for a big game. Andy Dalton did not leave on the best terms from Cincinnati. And, you know, all the more reason to want to have a good performance. So that's that's one thing there. Tony brought it up. I don't see Montgomery doing a whole heck of a lot again. Houston's defense is still pretty decent. J.J. Watt's there. The Bears are, you know, 
what they are, which is, you know, a very, very average team. Houston's record is pretty average, but Bill O'Brien kind of scuffed the team. They they have talent still there, more, a lot more than the Bears roster, if you ask me. You know, I hope I, I I didn't know about the Tyree Kill thing, Tony, until you mentioned something. So that's definitely a situation to keep your your eyes on. So I don't know. I I think that that uh, it can definitely happen for BDI here. So let's let's do a sweep. Oh well, I'm treating now. Tyree Kill, quote unquote, does not have COVID, which means he has COVID. <laughs> Is that the code word for it? That's a bonus for me. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, this is the uh, last week of the regular season. I know uh, a lot of people have been looking forward to this end of this terrible 2020 season. Uh, what do you guys think is the breakout player this week? Hmm, I can go. I I think that I know I said a lot of bad things about the Chargers, and I still believe it, but I think Austin Eckler is in line for a really nice game against Atlanta. He has a lot of pride. He, you know, missed a lot of games this season, but he's always had a chip on his shoulder because nobody thought that he could be an actual starting running back in the NFL and everything like that. And with the team giving up or whatever, I think that he's going to definitely, you know, be be proving everybody, you know, wrong that he wants to to keep playing and that the team hasn't given up on him. So Atlanta's defense is, you know, really average at best, and so I could see Eckler having a really nice game. So I'm going to go with Eckler. Uh, I'm going to actually pick one of my guys. I'm going to pick the Seattle Seahawks defense against the New York Giants or, or Jets. Sorry. Um, yeah, the, uh, the Jets are coming to Seattle. Uh, th- they just got embarrassed last week. That was probably their best shot at a win. Uh, Seattle is pissed off. They just lost to the fucking Giants. Uh, <laughs> so I think they're going to throttle the Jets and I like, I like the defense. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with Zeke. Cowboys are playing Cincinnati. Cincinnati is garbage, and the Cowboys have to do something unless they're just completely demoralized and don't give a shit at this point. But uh, you know, Andy Dalton's definitely not the answer. But I think that could be a potentially huge game for Zeke Elliott. So uh, I hope so. It helps me, and uh, he needs to rebound in a really bad way. So I'm gonna go with Zeke this week. All right. And Micah, we'll thank you once again. Best of luck this week. I know that you're going to definitely be glued to the TV watching the matchups and, and tracking closely the, the BDI worm game as well as your own. You know, thanks again for appearing on the show. And that's going to do it for our week 14 preview, the last week of our season. Fantasy football scoop and slippery wind web. Also, Email us at scoopandpoop at gmail.com.